Hello and welcome to a classic episode of Cheese Bros Podcast. Ooh, baby. That means yeah. just me going. My name is Andrew. This is Jonathan. Uh, so, yeah, we just listened to the classic NFL film soundtrack. Uh, we just had a classic Patrick Mahomes win. What's mm-hmm. the thing is? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a throwback game. Because we had, we had a smash mouth event. We were running in the trenches. So yeah, I mean, just after all that, I'm ready to put on an old timey helmet and go run around in slow motion. And, uh, <laughs> you know, throw the ball down the field. It's the first time they ever did that. I mean, Tom Brady has pretty fitting. I'm pretty yeah. sure he was like still playing over this whole game made, so. Makes sense. It's probably true. Um, great win for the Chiefs. Fantastic. Over the Buccaneers, who, uh, in spite of their recent struggles, one might say, uh, remain, I think, a perennial Super Bowl contender somehow. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you have that one. Uh, I think this was an extremely balanced win. Yeah. It yes. felt like, like every phase of the game, even the special teams, contributed. Yeah, the special teams was pretty much flawless. They even had that uh, fumble recovery right at the start of the game, right? And credit for that. Yeah, a little bit of a like, karmic balance in the special teams universe. Yeah. Offense was awesome. Uh, don't need to say, I mean, we will say a lot on that, but I don't yeah. need to give explanations for that. Uh, and the defense, uh, on the one hand, you could look at it and say the game up 31 points. I look at it on the other hand that, like, most of that was, like, kind of garbage time stuff. And like when the game was in question, they were playing lights out. Yeah, well, I think the best thing to me is that we didn't have like the classic, oh boy, here comes Tom Brady moment. Like they shut that stuff down. Yeah, they didn't let it happen. Let me ask you this, Andrew. Um, so if I told you we were playing the Bucks mm-hmm. and one team struggled to run the ball at all, mm-hmm. basically just throwing on every single play, mm-hmm. and the other team had uh, an awesome defense that just completely shut down the run. It was just grounding and pounding the ball down the field. Who do you, which team do you think would be which team there? I, simplistic football fan, would say the first team is Chiefs, and the second team is Bucks. Uh huh. That's what I would also say. But it was the other way around. We will uh, roll reversal. Yeah, for us. We were shutting down the run and pounding it. With uh, Clyde and Pacheco all down long. It was unexpected. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this whole game was unexpected. Um, I mean, from the podcast last week, I was feeling very pessimistic about the Chiefs. Um, I'll admit now that I'm probably a little bit too negative after the Colts game. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's, it's been strange. It's been a weird start to the season for us. Mm-hmm. Um, overall good, though. Yeah, I think I felt this after the Colts loss. And uh, I don't know if that most of the Chiefs fans felt this way, but to me, I could just kind of walk that game up and throw it in the trash. It just felt like that was the token Andy Reid out of nowhere loss. I think when we were doing the season preview, I baked in one of those losses into my projection. I was like, we're going to lose like maybe one game to the Chargers, uh, one game to the Broncos, one game to like, I don't know, some good team like the Bills, and then one out of nowhere loss. And I don't think I said Colts, but I mean, I just felt like that felt like a team that we would just like have this completely meaningless loss to. But I think we can see now that it really was meaningless. It's not a or a season defining loss. Uh, this is still a Super Bowl contending team. I mean, definitely. Uh, and in hindsight, that Colts game was kind of a 
trifecta of weirdness, if you will. Um, it was both a trap game and a letdown spot. Mm-hmm. The, the letdown after the Chargers uh, primetime game. Mm-hmm. And then also a trap game for the Bucks primetime game. We were very stoked for both of those games. Division rival, uh, biggest rival in the division. And then with the Bucks, you know, trying to get revenge from the Super Bowl loss against them. So it was those two things, and then the third thing being just, you know, general Colts weirdness. Yeah. Weird things happen to play that team. I think after, you know, gosh, it's been like nine or ten years of Andrew Chiefs, especially the Andrew Reed and Mahomes Chiefs, it's very clear that they get up for big games. Yes. And they don't always get up for the not big games. No. Well, and I think, honestly, I think that's a result of being as good as, as they have for so long. And that, you know, when you have like a bad team that suddenly becomes good and they just want to destroy everyone, interrupt the swarm people, mm-hmm. when you're a really good team, doing that just becomes a lot less interesting week after week. And so you kind of like have to find ways to keep yourself involved in it. It's kind of how like the Patriots will always come up with like bullcrap to get mad about. Mm-hmm. We're, we're basically at that point now where we have to come up with stuff to make ourselves mad so we can play it. We need bullet board material. Yes. We need like Matt Ryan insulted. Patrick Mahomes' mother on Twitter. Yeah, or, right. you know, Shaq Barrett's that's something, you know, slightly offensive to our offensive line. Yeah. Yeah, we see something like that in two. Can we play the Dolphins this year? Mm, I think so. Is that what we said? Mm, maybe not. I hope I so. About it. Um, I hope at least it's a playoff game. Because I feel like that's a, a circle on the calendar, Patrick Mahomes, uh, bulletin board material game. Oh, well, you think he's mad about Tyree? I don't think he's mad, but I think he doesn't want, I think he reads the press. I think, I think all the little, all the, all the weird Tyreek Hill shade thrown at Mahomes probably gonna fuel a little bit of fire there. I mean, maybe a little bit. I don't, I don't think Mahomes really cares about that. Yeah. That much. I will say though, anytime he plays another, like, young ascending quarterback that people, like, are, you know, remotely put in the same realms in, I think he gets up for those games. It's like when he's playing like a Josh Allen or a Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I think he gets up for that for sure. Yeah. Um, so this win. Uh, the Chiefs, like you said, can move the ball. I feel like that was primarily, like running the ball. That was primarily the result of Isaiah Pacheco. Don't you think? I mean, Clyde, uh, statistically, it was mostly Clyde. Well, okay, I won't say mostly. He had the most carries. Okay. And most yards. Well, he's our starting running back. Yes. And to be fair, Clyde looked good last night. He ran hard. He ran hard. He had one real bad drop that hurt my soul. And a few times that kind of looked like the Clyde, like, oh, no, what are you doing? Just run into the offensive lineman. Um, but overall, I mean, that last night and, like, this season as a whole, I think has been Clyde's best as a chief. That's kind of damning with paint price. It is. It is a little bit. Um, I was still pretty excited about Pacheco, but I feel like we're getting kind of zooming down a little too far to begin with. Why don't we go ahead and like suck the table a little bit for this game? This Bucks defense should have been like one of the best in the league, right? Mm-hmm. And we just tore them up all night long. Forty-one points. What do you think was going on? I think I think we just played a little bit. Like we're a good offense, a good team. Do you think that the Bucks having lived through a hurricane impacted the game? I mean, did they live through a hurricane? I feel like they kind of lived. 
They they all got out of that town. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, those are something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, you know, I, I agree that the Bucks defense is usually very good. Yes. And this week, they was very bad. I, yeah. And I mean, I agree. part of that is because Mahomes went crazy. I think it had more to do with the Chiefs offense being awesome than it did with the Bucks just being bad. Because it's not like outside of one or two plays, they weren't giving up like huge bombs to us like they were last year's Rangers season game. Yeah. It was just like, Mahomes doing insane things, and then just like the offensive game plan clearly working, and just pounding the rock. Like we were just running the ball at like seven, eight, nine yards every time. That was my man, Adepcheco. Yeah, and then and he just real quickly. I know you want to talk about this, but he just he passes the eye test so well in terms of like yes, he is so clearly trying harder. He's got much better vision. He's got better explosiveness. Clyde. He's faster. And he doesn't drop stupid passes, at least he didn't in this last one. So I haven't thrown too much, but yeah. I just, I have a hard time seeing how we keep Clyde after his contract is done. We have to check on the roster. I, I agree. Um, I think we're still like a year away from that conversation. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm, it's kind of the, I think we talked about this last, last week with, uh, Clyde, like, what do you do here? What is it that Clyde brings to the table that Pacheco does not? Yeah. And I, I don't know. Well, I totally agree with you. I just, you know, I didn't want to like, start our conversation by hating on Clyde doing that for like such a leave that for a later type thing. He needs to know he did. I mean, yeah. That was, it was annoying. He did okay. He did overall, it was a good game. Yeah. He was, he was running hard. Uh, but you're right. I think just by the eye test, Pacheco looked better to me. But yeah, the, the whole offense it was it was clicking in a way that it really hasn't this year outside of that Cardinals game where it was just super easy for us. We even had a deep pass. Yeah, yeah, that, that was defense. that was incredible to see. That was against the two high shots that mm-hmm. you just split. That's what you had to do. Split. Apparently so. Kelsey moving sticks as he always does. He was amazing, and it, it was a game that like he should not have had a big game. Because they have two like really good um, coverage linebackers, uh, and Levante David especially. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of the the type of linebacker you would want to shut down Travis Kelsey, and Kelsey still just had an amazing game. He was awesome. I think the only person in the league who can actually shut down Travis Kelsey to come close is Derwin James, which is why the Chargers are like they're the they're the best matchup for the Chiefs. Well, Chargers, they get, they got some problems. We'll get to that later. Yeah. But, but, I think you're going like, the Chargers can put their roof defense on. They can handle Tyree, or sorry, uh, Travis Kelsey. And they can get pressure with four. Now, Bosa's like hurt because every Bosa only played for three or four games at a time that game hurt. The glass cannons. They're like the Italian sports cars in Kingston. Yeah. Um, they're great whenever they work. Makes sense. I mean, they're, they, they got a little talent in there, don't they? Bosa? No, I've got the Italian nose for sure. Huh? Definitely. Um, but you're just you're just talking about the nose, aren't you? No, I completely lost the thread here. Um, we we're talking about the Chiefs and Tyree. Gosh, I keep calling him Tyree Hill. What's wrong with me? Tyree Kelsey. He had a great game, even though the Bucks have great linebackers. Yes. Yes. Uh, even Hosea Green, really great game with the air. Juju. Yes. 
He had like one of those. This is the game I envisioned when he was signed Juju, where he's like moving the six, working in the intermediary routes. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a, he had a great game. Pretty much everyone, pretty much all of our players were great. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think there was a second single player that had a rough night. Even Sky Moore, who didn't fumble a punt the entire night, he sure didn't. And he had some nice plays in wide receivers. Yeah, had some good catches. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're already kind of doing it. Do we just want to, like, jump straight into game goals? Because we're already kind of, like, calling out people. I do. But before we do, I want to I want to highlight how much I love the Chiefs' goal line for Boogie Theater. Yes. Where they just, there's this, like, melodrama playing out <laughs> on the goal line. Yes. Or, like, Chief, Chiefs, like, improv theater at the goal line. Just, <laughs> I absolutely love it. It's goofy. It's definitely been too key with it. But I don't care. I love it. Keep doing it. This was, this was so great because that, there was that one, I mean, there was, there was a whole lot of Chiefs weirdness in the goal line. Mm-hmm. But especially that one where Mahomes, like, starts pointing and yelling at Kelsey. And, like, Kelsey turns to him and he's like, what, me? Ooh, what? <laughs> There's just, like, this, this, this dramatic tension playing out that Noah Gray, like, sneaks up and snaps the ball. And I had no idea what was going on. When I was watching this, I was seeing Mahomes pointing to Kelsey, and then all of a sudden, the right half of the Chiefs offensive line moved. And then there was a touchdown. I don't know what happened at all. Yeah. It was literally like, hey, look at that. And then boom, touchdown. That must be so frustrating <laughs> to play. Oh, it's, it's just incredible. Just like, it has to be terrible. You, you just have to hate playing the Chiefs off. Yes. Yeah. I think people do. Uh, so, uh, game balls. Yes. We do. We do game balls. Um, I'll just kind of like, we already talked about it, but my first one is going to. Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. I think you could tell, like, him and really all of, like, our stars that were around for that Super Bowl loss, you could tell, like, that that pain was still with him, mm-hmm. and they were kind of exercising some demons tonight. I don't think they would like, necessarily say that, but you could tell, like, they were really up for this game and really wanted to beat this team at this stadium. Yeah. Are we, are we yeah. offensive game goals? Oh, no, it's just all over the place. Just all everywhere. Uh, my offensive game ball would go to Juju, because I feel like this was his real, like, coming out party in the Chiefs offense. Mm-hmm. It's like, this, this is the role he's meant to play. He's the guy who moves the sticks and Rose Kelsey's covered, or whatever, like, MPS is covered deep or something. Uh, it was really impressive to see. I think he was the beneficiary of at least a couple crazy moments plays, which is great to see. Oh, yeah. He can't be used to a quarterback playing in a dynamic sense. Now, can you imagine going from Ben Roethlisberger to Patrick Mahomes? I know, I can't either. Uh, my turn now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's your turn for people. Okay, uh, I'm giving another game ball to Jarius Sneed. Um, wait, who, was he the one that had that quarter blitz? I did. Bowl? He did. Okay, I was just making sure that was the right thing. Yes, that was incredible. I love the quarter blitzes we've been doing this season. It seems like Spag always knows when to dial those up. Yeah. It was incredible, and made Tom Brady look like old fart that shouldn't be playing football anymore, which is true. And probably the best part is, did you did you see on Twitter afterwards what he was doing prior to that quarter blitz? Wasn't he like messing with his equipment? Like, yes, he was, he was like he was like messing with the gloves and like his face mask or something, basically like making it look like oh crap, I'm trying to get my equipment ready before the play. Making it look like oh there's there's no blitz coming from this direction. It just completely fooled Tom Brady of all people. And it got with a blind side hit, which you like never do it. I love the, the goofy, deceptive nature of the Chiefs. Yeah. Yes. It was a trick play on defense. Yeah. A defensive trick play. No, Sneed has been, <laughs> and it's not even necessarily just this year. I feel like he's been like just an assassin off the edge. Blizzard. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. 
He was one of those guys that was kind of like a background, I want to say like fourth round pick from like several years ago that like just took a while to kind of develop the player he is now. But he's one of those guys, I feel like there's a lot of them that like, we weren't too excited about it at first, but looking back, you're like, oh man, Brett Beach is keep it on. Yeah. Legarius Seed is like the answer to everyone being like, why doesn't Brett Beach draft a corner? Yeah, most of the corners, like Ward and Sneed and Fenton, like all of these guys yeah. that like, you just like want to march down the building. Now all of a sudden it's like, oh, actually they're kind of good now. And then we went out and finally paid retail price for a corner. Yes. And we still haven't seen him. We haven't seen him yet. So this defense is about to get better. Yes. We didn't have Ruben Gay. We didn't have Trent McDuffie. Uh, who else didn't we have? I guess that's just. It's actually, it's wild that this defense, like, still has two late round picks, effectively. Or sorry, two early round picks coming to help, like, be even better. Um, let's see, for game balls. Oh, this isn't necessarily a game ball, but did you see that like, amazing Brian Cook pass breakup in the end zone? Yeah. That was super encouraging. There's like one play where, uh, Justin Reed was out. And Cook acquitted himself very well. Because one of those where like, basically he had caught it and then had it stripped out by yeah. the quarterback afterward, which is like one of the best plays, defensive plays in football. Like that's like a tire matching thing. Yeah. That that's what I was thinking. Um, one more thing on Snead. At some point, I think they actually had him start covering Mike Evans. Ooh. And traveling with him. Do you think he's like a shutdown corner in the sense that, like we talked about this, the, the Chiefs, the one thing they really lack in terms of defensive playmaking, aside from dynamic pass rush, is, um, a shutdown corner. They don't really have the, the guy. Yeah. And it was Snead, it felt like that might happen, because they definitely were like, remember Watson was covering Mike Evans. They started going to hard, carbonating basically. Yeah, and I, it looked like one of those games. I think I talked about it too. Like, uh, I was afraid Mike was going to take over the game for like 200 yards. It felt that way, and I told you at halftime, like Spags, these great adjustments, you can figure something out with that, and he did. Yeah, it just. To, I know they, they usually will have Fenton, and uh, usually it's I think normally we've got in the balance uh, Watson on the. Perimeter and then they had Snead in the slot. But man, if he's our best corner, we need to shut down the big time receiver. He's like, just put things on. So my thoughts are that I don't know if he's like the guy that you want to like put on an island and like he's the shutdown corner for every receiver. Um, but when you're dealing with a receiver like Mike Evans, which is really big and tall and strong, he's probably our best matchup in that against that kind of wide receiver. He's also mm-hmm. a tall dude who can eat. Fight contested balls and stuff. I think that's why we put him on and had success with it. Um, so I don't know if we do that with everyone, but with that kind of wide receiver, the kind of wide receiver she's like always seem to struggle with. Yeah. I think that's our best guy for that situation. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. Um, I have a game ball. I've got. I've got a lot of game balls. You know, so everyone's game balls. Wow. Okay. Well, we're going to get game balls. Okay. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Hello. Well, yeah. Hello. That could be every week. Yeah. Uh, he was incredible. Um, it, it is just like hard to think of things that haven't already been said about Bastion Mahomes. Um, just like the, the plays that he makes are just so crazy. Mm-hmm. And you can just tell like he, he had different gears that he plays at, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. He has like the playoff gear where like he's actually running the ball and doing all these wacky plays and stuff. 
and he can just, I don't know, he just turns it on for these big games, and it's so incredible what he does. I don't know if he just like, you want him doing that all the time, uh, but it's amazing whatever he does. I don't know, he was awesome. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. And we should never forget. Nah. Uh, I got one, since we've been talking. Um, and I want to make sure I get his name right. Matthew Wright was our money kicker this week. Sure. Um, I don't know if signing kickers off of the street is complete crapshoot, but before we got the guy who couldn't make field goals, now we got the guy who can. I'm going to answer that question for you. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> it's like, based on last night, why is this guy not signing somewhere? He seems awesome. Is really? he made a long kick? Those kickers are like, most of them are very consistent. Uh, in the sense of like, they'll be good for stretches and they'll be feel bad for stretches. Yeah. But yeah, he was he was good. He hit all the kicks. What more can you do? You can't. I'm still looking forward to Bucker getting back. But mm-hmm. yeah, in the meantime, it looks like we got our kicker for the meantime. Cool. What do you got? You got your game balls. Uh, I gotta get another one to Andy Reid. Uh, I felt like there was a game ball to coach. Thank you. Okay, fine. You play game balls where I want to. Thank you. <laughs> Going to Andy Reid. Uh, just some fantastic play calling throughout the night. Um, I love the like commitment to the run that we saw this game. It's new for him. It is, yeah. And I mean, maybe it's because like we run the ball so well. Um, but when you can, and when this offense can work like that, when we're running the ball well, moving the chains, our third down conversion rate was insane. Yeah, just obscene. Do you think some of those game script the running because we were up twenty-one to three almost? Um. In terms of like the Chiefs running the ball? Yeah, I mean, generally you run the ball when you're up. Uh, you know, I would say, as far as our success with it, I would say no, because in a situation like that where you're up by like three scores, the other team knows you're going to be running it more. So that makes it harder to run the football when you want to. So I would say that was not like a result of our game script. I'd say it was more like just when we were running the ball really well, and that's why we threw up three scores. Yeah. In addition to all the crazy problems, ethics and stuff. Now, we cleverly avoided 28 to 3. That was very smart of us. But letting him score so that it was 20, 21 to 10, we would not be talking. Yeah. Also, I would, I would, it was, it was our 10 to 8. You kind of knew, like, after that first, like, month happened, mm-hmm. like, the score on the very first play, you kind of knew, like, this was going to be a game we were going to control. I will say, my, there was a moment in the game where it started to come back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Kind of at the end of the first half, the end of the second half. Um, and I was kind of worried we were going to do the thing where you just like, you let Tom Brady stick around for too long and he'll come back to bite you. Um, but the defense played pretty well and the offense, you know, did not let their foot off the mm-hmm. Or did not let their, excuse, did not let their foot <laughs> off the gas. Yeah. All gas, no burns. Um, that was amazing to see because it's just like, so many times, you know, Andrew gets up three scores and like, okay, we're going to pack it up. And he didn't do that. So, and I love to see that. Against a quality opponent. Mm-hmm. You don't normally see the offense hit for the entire game against a really good one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to level your uh, liberal use of game balls. Tiny playing ball. Oh, alright. It's small. This is a, a small playing ball to a very large man. Orlando Brown does not look fantastic in pass No. No, he's not. And I think there's discussion about whether he's hurt. Um, if that's the case, it's bad because, like I said in the game, 
he's the kind of guy who cannot afford to, to, to lose any speed or explosion. He's using every bit of that to move that massive frame to hit speed or three off the edge. Yeah. Well, the rough thing about him is that he's the kind of guy that if he does lose, he loses like immediately mm-hmm. to those speed rushers. That's really not what you want in either of your tackles, but especially not your left tackle. Um, so, you know, it's a long season. We'll see how he does. Also, we're not, we don't need to worry about any of the contract stuff until, you know, the season's over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hadn't, hadn't been great. Uh, hopefully it'll do better. I think, I think it's highly possible that got something a little bit dinged up that just slowed him down and uh, keep him out of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully he plays better. Okay, that's as much negative as you need in this podcast. What's your other people? I have people. Um, I'll just do a couple quick fires. I'm going to throw one at Steve Spagnuolo for just like the defense in general. Just like finally, finally, finally we had a season where the defense starts off good. Which was unexpected. Yeah. It was unexpected. I felt like pretty... Not super down on this defense, but more down on it than I had in some years past. Um, and I don't know, they've been through, through four games for the first month of the season here. They look, they look like late season form yeah. defense, which, I mean, maybe, maybe they'll get even better as the season goes on. What this is telling me, honestly, is that the whole Sammy Hedder knows the system, real, real lunch pill type guy, <laughs> looking at you, Dan Swords and Nancy Hitchens, Various others. Uh, that's overrated. Needs to be on Even if it's speed. Speed is important with the modern NFL. And this is segue nicely to my game ball, which is to Nick Bolton. Ah, for just being awesome. Uh, yep, I'm gonna give one to him as well. He's just constantly around the ball, that guy. He is, he's great. Um, maybe my favorite thing about him is that every time he hits the ball carrier, the ball carrier stops. Yeah, he actually tackles. They normally go down, and if they don't go down, their forward progress ends whenever they need to hold. Yeah, and every time. In a league where tackling is kind of a dying art, you got a bunch of guys diving their legs, or, you know, just, just kind of whipping, not breaking down. And Nick Bolton is a true wrap-up, stopping tackler. Yeah. And that's awesome. It's so incredible to have a nice linebacker that can actually do that, too, because, like, we haven't had that in forever, it seems. He's somehow a thumper, but also sideline thumper. Yeah. Honestly, I think if I had to say what, what's the number one thing that's um, led this Chiefs run defense to be so good, it's our linebackers. Mm-hmm. Nick Bolden's been really great. Uh, Willie Gay, he he's had some ups and downs, um, and then you know got suspended. But I think he he normally has been very good as well. Uh, and then his replacement, um, what's his name, Demone Demone Harris or what's something Harris? Yeah, D Harris. D. Harris, yeah. D. Harris, he's been great as well. He's a, he's a really good tackler. So, the Mike Lyon match has been really good. Um, so, I'd like to introduce a new segment, uh, this week. It's, um, the Chiefs Bros Stat of the Week. You have to go about stats. Uh, stats don't lie. Okay. Alright, so All right. the Chiefs Bros Stat of the Week. We're big, big fans of stats here, as, as people know. Um, would you like to hear the individual or combined um, rushing stats for Buccaneers and running backs? Um, I would like to hear the individuals then sum up as combined. Alright, I, I was hoping you were going to say that. Um, Rashad White, three carries for six yards. Okay. And then my favorite one, Leonard Fournette, 
Oh, playoff for me. Mm. Three carries for negative three yards. Which means a grand total of six carries for three yards. Boy, I felt like there was at least one play where I was like, hey, I'm going to that look pretty good on that play. But it must have been negated by a couple plays when we got like tackled back. He's a good running back, and we shut him down. I think Carlotta's had at least one of those tackles in the back there. Yeah, he had one point that, like, I don't know, that sniffed it out or whatever, but he, he pulled up for a big tackle for yeah. loss. And I think our, our linebackers like, filling gaps, and like I said during the game, like, it's so incredible to see a linebacker that can play on the offensive side of the line of scrimmage instead of just only waiting for the running back to come to them and actually go attack. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing to see that. I think that's why our running has been really, really good. Which is, again, weird to say, but because that's been you know, kind of an, our Achilles heel for so long, but the run has been awesome. Yeah, it has. No, no, great set. Yeah, that was the stand of the week. Alright, um, any more game balls we need to give out? I think I'd give I'm going to give mine to uh, Joel Blamire, the tight ends coach, um, because you're giving out a bunch of coaches. Uh, I figure I might as well get one out. Him, uh, great night tight ends. Uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey. Supposed to. Travis Kelsey had a bunch of catches. No Gray had a QB sneak. Jody Force. Jody Force had a touchdown. Touchdown pass. I'm not even sure if that's actually the Chiefs. That's like kind of mocking you. Balls to the coaches. That's all the guys does. Well, okay, it's like this. The coach normally gives out the game balls, but this is a podcast. So we can give out game balls to the coaches. You know? We're not going to give out a game ball to ourselves. Medical medical staff or like the the church management team. You know what? If Something that deserves it, then I'll, I'll do that. Okay. So, just to sum up all the an incredible game, a dominating performance. Uh, one of the things, or we already mentioned this privately uh, earlier, but one of the things that made me so happy about this game is that you never know, but most likely this is the last time that uh, you know, Mahomes Chiefs will ever play a Tom Brady team. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that. Feel like we kind of got the last lap here. Yeah, um, that it's winner take all. Obviously, you'd rather be in the Super Bowl than a regular season game. Super Bowl all games. I I will take it. It 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 takes a little bit of the sting out of that Super Bowl loss for me. Not all of it, obviously. That won't ever go away. But like, it takes a little bit out of it. Yeah, yeah that's great. You know what? We'll also do that in the Super Bowl. Mm. That's a very good point. We should do that. All right. Any any last uh, thoughts on this game here from you? Um, I love Bruce Arians sitting up in a box of sadness watching the game. Yes, the Bruce sad kid. Just like sitting there like a sad kid, but like their parent didn't pick them up at school, and they're just like sitting there, and like, yeah. oh man. I, I have a, I have a particular distaste for Bruce Arians. Then you back to the time before the Buccaneers. Yes. Um, same. And I think it's hilarious. I think he kind of got his hand slapped for being on the sideline. He's like the, the special assistant to the general manager or something. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. And he's also like shadow coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so now he's up in the box. Apparently cannot, cannot be down on the sideline now. Well, I wouldn't say he's shadow coach. More like he's the shadow of a coach. Yeah. As in like he used to be a coach but isn't anymore and kind of got politely fired. I think he's just kind of like a corrupt emeritus. <laughs> he sits around there to get curse of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That fun verse. Um, yep, that's, a, that's a good game for me. Uh, it was great. I love to win big and prime time games against Tom Brady. Mm. 
can't never get enough of that. Okay, let's go ahead and transition uh, to our weekly preview. Uh, let me start off with a question for you. Is this week Raiders week or is the next week Raiders week? Because it's the week we're technically week. playing next week. It's the week leading up to the Raiders. So this week is Raiders. Yes. Okay, well, Andrew, happy Raiders week. Yeah, and you too, for all those Thanks. who celebrate. Yeah. Oh, I definitely celebrate. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can get more in depth than we need to, but the Raiders are bad. Yeah. Okay? Um, they're just the Raiders. And, and everyone thought they were going to be good this year because of Josh Nails, Magic, and Devontae Adams, and turns out neither one of those things matter. They're still the Raiders. Yes. Um, so let's, let's just kind of see where the Raiders are at here. Um, so they're, they're one in three. Who, um, who did they beat? They're actually, their last place was the division. Um, one team that beat was the Broncos. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. So they lost to the Chargers. They lost to the Cardinals. And then they lost to the Titans. And they beat the Broncos. And they actually might be the third best team in the division. I think. Like, right now, they're actually better than the Broncos, even though the record is worse. Well, they just beat them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, I don't like Josh Daniels, but he's a better coach than what's-his-face. Then, really? No, Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, Hackett? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we mentioned Hackett. No, no, I'm pretty sure. That guy, I I think, will, will, he's like, Mike, he's like, um, get a little off topic here, but yeah. uh, Hackett is, I think, a nice guy that's a bit in over his head. Yeah. Uh, but we don't get, we don't have to play them until like the second half of the season. Who's the cover coach? Uh, McCarthy? 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 Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. Mike McCarthy? Mark McCarthy. Mike. So I was about to say, I was trying to say it, I said Mike McDaniel, does not Mike, Mike McDaniel. Mike coaches the Dolphins. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy coaches the Cowboys. He's coaches the Packers. Right. He's like the dumb younger brother of Mike McCarthy. In my mind. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. Kind of sure. sitting around watching the world happen to you. Yeah. He's like the brother of some other coach, right? The Daniel Hackett? No, I think he's just. He's just him. No, he, he. Okay. Oh, no, he's the son of Paul yes. who apparently was a big deal back in the day. There we go. I knew he was like, I don't know, NFL family somehow. No, that would explain, because I mean, the NFL is very mythical. It is. Maybe, it is uh, maybe he <laughs> rode the old man's coattails, too. It's entirely possible. Um, oh, and they just lost their running back for the year. Yes. CSDL monster. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll so, do a little uh, checkup on the division here in a little bit. Things are looking uh, kind of shaky in Denver. Sure. Yeah. Looking a little, uh, a little spicy. Yeah. And actually, can we just go ahead and have a moment of silence for the take that the AFC West is one of the best divisions in football? Uh, yeah. We can go to that now. Because. Thank you. All right. Um, the, uh, the off-season take of the AFC West would be the best division of football looks pretty average. Yeah, I mean... I mean, the Chiefs would do the Chiefs, yeah, the Chiefs are meeting expectations. The Chargers, who knows? It's, it, I mean, they're, they're already seeing the cracks forming with the Chargers. I know I'm jumping into... Oh, but there's, there's some gaping holes yeah. in the Chargers. Not, and not just in uh, this is Herbert Ridgecage, right? So, yeah. Here's a joke about Ridge. <laughs> 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 um... No, no, Bosa's hurt, Keenan Allen's hurt. That's like always their, their issue is the injuries. That's true. Um, um, now we were supposed to be talking about the Raiders. Right? Well, we're, 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 we're playing the Raiders. 
Playing the Raiders. Oh, I'm not, I don't think I've watched a Raiders game. Well, I haven't even, I slept through a little bit of the Raiders Broncos. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they've really gotten Devontae Adams going as much as they would like to him. Outside of well, see, let me tell you something, Jonathan. This is a lesson that the rest of the league's learned. The Raiders have not. Is that if you have one superstar and you try to play the soft shell cover two group defense, it doesn't work. Yeah. You take them away. Thank you so that, that was one of the hilarious things that happened this year. It's like you had teams like the Packers with Devontae Adams and the Chiefs with Tyree Hill trading away the really good receiver to dumb teams. Like, okay, I know that, that sounds bad to say the Dolphins are a dumb team. But it's like the, the, the value on one single superstar receiver is lower this year. Than uh, yeah, I I would agree with that to an extent. Although, like you know, it's only one month into the season, but like as we stand right now, most of the teams that acquired the wide receivers are doing better than the ones that trade them away. Like Eagles, Dolphins, right? Eagles, Eagles do well. Dolphins do well. Titans not doing well. Packers not doing well. Of all the teams that traded away a star wide receiver, the Chiefs are doing by far the best job of you know living life without them, so to speak. Yeah. Well, I feel like the Chiefs didn't need to cover as bare as the Packers did. No. No, the Packers... The Packers got nice and no one. I mean, with Tyree, he was a huge part of the defense. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't... Or excuse me, he was a huge part of the offense. But he wasn't the offense. Yeah. There were other guys there. There was Travis Kelsey. There were other pass catchers that were good as well. And Mahomes wasn't always just dialing up. He got that way sometimes. But with, like, you know, Devonta Adams with the Packers, like, he was the receiver. You know what this means? The secret to a good passing offense? Marcus Valdez game. Sure. <laughs> no, what, no, you should be right. A better comparison here would be if the Chiefs traded away Tyree Hill without having Jones Kelsey. Yeah. Then we would be in the same straits as Packers. Oh, that would, that would be terrible. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, all that to say, the Devontae Adams trade, not paying early returns. Uh, Josh McDaniels is not like the savior early on, right? It's not a silver bullet. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's gonna work. I don't, I don't like him to be Well, I think he, he is squarely in the class of people who had a lot of success adjacent to Tom Brady. Yes. I mean, look how, look how the Patriots offense has been since he's on. Yeah. Right? So now he's, now he's finally coaching in. Same results. I think he's a fine offensive coordinator. I don't have an issue with him in that sense, but I don't know. It just ask the Denver Broncos how it went as a head coach. Yeah. Not well. No. Uh so alright, let's let's approach the game from this angle. What are because I mean obviously the Chiefs are gonna be huge favorites. Um I guess we should also just go ahead and tell people we're gonna be at the game. We will be there in person. Uh, all of the Chiefs bros all and Chiefs, bros. Chiefs father, even the one who's never actually on the podcast. We have a lot of time about that. But anyways, yeah. All of us will be there at the game. I think we've got some great seats. I'm very excited about it. Monday Night Football. I don't know if I've ever been to Monday Night Football before. I have. It's the Raiders. It's yeah. great, number one. I'm like, I they're the Raiders. So I'm excited for it. Um, again, we're going to be huge favorites. So I think let's approach this from... If there was a blueprint in which, you know, uh, or more of a scenario in which the Raiders could actually win this game, what would need to happen? Um, well, boy, you'd have to have a complete reversal of last week's series. Because you'd have to have a Josh Jacobs going off. And you'd also have to have Darren Waller going off. 
or basically either between Waller and Duncan Adams, you have to have someone taking over the game in like in the mold of like Jamar Chase. Yes. Where it's just the Chiefs have no injury, cannot stop. And there's the obvious things like I don't know, a couple lucky turnovers for the Raiders. Yeah. I feel like they need that. Um, they need the Chiefs to like have it, you know, another down game where they're not really coming to play. I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think so either. It's the Raiders. It's on Monday night. It's at home. Yeah. I don't see a down game. No, I don't, I don't think so either. Um, and I just don't think they have any defensive pieces. So just, no, I mean they they have some good pass rushers. Like uh, Max Crosby. Max Crosby. Um, Chandler Jones. Mm-hmm. They have him. So they have some, they have good pass rush. Mm-hmm. That's that's about the only thing that worries me about that team. Uh, Grant, I haven't really watched them much this year. Um, also, have you checked the weather for Monday night? I'm not. Let's go ahead and do that now. That's very important. Where are the weather at? Check the weather in KC on Monday night. That would probably just kind of tell you the tale. Game right there. It will be a high of 77 and a low of 55. So, it'll be a night game, so it'll be closer to 55, right? Yeah. Okay. That's definitely approaching too cold for Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I feel like he, he could have a rough game. it would be too cold. So, in conclusion, uh, the Raiders kind of suck. The Chiefs are kind of awesome. That should play out the way everyone expects. Yeah. I, I think this could be one of those games that very quickly turns into a party. Mm-hmm. Just like touchdowns everywhere, whole team's playing awesome. I would love to see the pass rush really come alive in this game. Ooh, nice. The, the, I, I, and I mean like the front four pass rush. Mm-hmm. The defensive line. If the, obviously the blitzes work with corners or, you know, blitzing linebackers, but I want to see like, like Frank Clark or Carl Optus have like a massive game. This is a weird question, but did you see Carlos Dunlap play much at all against Bucks? I think he did. Because I can't think of anything actually happening with him, which is not bad per se, but I just. I think he's definitely more of a pass rushing specialist for us, so I don't think we have him in there. Like, he's not a three and a half for us. Yeah. So, we are all set for Raiders Week. We have our bags back. Not literally, because it's like five days away. But, uh, got Jersey, right? Oh, yeah. New represent. Um, let's take a look at the rest of the NFL. Shall we? Yeah, we've already kind of done the state of the AFC West. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Raiders just not very good. Nope. Uh, I don't think their coach is very good. Oh, let me wait. One more point on the Raiders. Well, I was starting about it. They are just in such a talent deficiency mm-hmm. from the Mayock Gruden yeah. years that I just don't think even even if they moved, they made him work. I don't think they'd be a good football. No, uh, this is just like, I don't think it's really a good thing to compete. Um, and that makes sense. New coaching staff, law turnover. Um, yeah, they have, they just, they're, if you look at like their early round picks for like the last 10 years, it is so good. Yeah. It is so, so good. And that just like kind of puts a drain on your team, just like from a talent perspective, that the last four, you know, a couple of years. Yeah. It, it's just giant holes in the roster, basically. Yeah. Um, I think the problem with everyone's prognosis for the AFC West was that we all looked at the quarterbacks and said, oh yeah, these are four, uh, four top 20 quarterbacks. You mm-hmm. know, like Justin Herbert's really good. Mom's and Herbert are very good. They're all very good teams. As much as we like to hate on him, Russell Wilson is a good quarterback. So is Derek Carr. 
Yeah, they're on certainly worse teams that have the talent to push the issues. Well, I think that everyone all excited because they look at the quarterbacks, oh, they're so good. Look at the receivers, oh, they're so good. Look at the pass rushers, and all oh, they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone kind of forgot that having a good NFL court, uh, excuse me, a good head coach is very important in the NFL. Very important. And there's only one team that has that. And that's the Chiefs. That's why we're on the top of the division. Yeah. Um, and also Patrick Mahomes is way better than the I will say that the, 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 the Broncos defense is actually pretty good. They've yes. got some players here. they got Patrick Sutan's I think. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, that, that doesn't worry me. I think we're probably still going to sweep them this year. But well, they're, they're, they've got a little bit of leg up with the Raiders in that they've actually got solid. Now, both of our games come against them in the last five games of the season, which is kind of, it's a bit odd. Um, so we'll just kind of have to like wait to see where they are at that point in the season. Uh, but I'm not worried about them right now. I think they're, I think they're the worst team that did it. I think the Broncos honestly are. Wow. Um, the Chargers, just all of the typical Charger tropes are coming true. Um, big injuries, uh, losing games in dumb ways. Um, Having a good quarterback whose talent has just been kind of wasted. Yeah. I think we talked about this before, but this is really not a compliment, but I've never seen a team maintain such a, a definitive identity. Mm-hmm. Over like churning the roster multiple times, multiple different head coaches. Yeah. Multiple different cities. They <laughs> moved. They tried moving away from their problems. So the problem the was maybe Los Angeles. Or baby blue. Yeah. Out of blue, whatever. Yeah, inexplicable losses, kicking woes, uh, wasting talented players, uh, injuries, late yeah. season collapses. The main thing is injuries. Like, they have some really bad injuries. I think they lost their left tackle for this season. Um, Joey Bosa is hurt. Mm-hmm. When I heard that, I was like, yeah, it's about fine. Um, Keenan Allen is hurt, but might be coming back soon. Yeah, but he, that's the way he's been in his entire career. Hurt, yeah. but might be coming back soon. Sure. Like the Eric Berry day to day drama developed there, that's been Keenan Allen's career. Like he would be, do you consider him a top five shooter in the NFL right now? Keenan Allen? Yeah. Uh, I do not. Uh, but he would be if he was healthy. Yeah, maybe. If he played the Chiefs, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Him and Marcus Peters were great. That's a great rivalry. Um, I suppose it still exists with the Ravens. But anyway, uh, I think. Yeah, to your point, Chargers. It just feels like everyone's still everyone that we thought they would be. Even after all the moves, everyone was predicting like a reshuffling of the AFC West. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. The Raiders are the Raiders. The Chargers are the Chargers. The Broncos, to me, are the one that is a bit of a question mark. They, they might finish in a different place than they start this year. Russ can get comfortable with the offense if defense can continue to be solid. Maybe they get a little feisty. Everyone else is just like, I feel like the Chargers are headed for either I don't think I say they're going to miss the playoffs. I think they're headed for an early exit. Raiders are headed for a high draft pick. Broncos, who knows? Yeah, I'm still just, I'm not very concerned about the Broncos because they looked so bad and I don't think they have a coach in place to like turn it around in like mid-season. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have to be like the Josh Allen coach. He just shows up as like, oh, this guy can't cut in the NFL. And then like he just learns how to do it on the fly. Yeah. I don't know. It basically, it's looking, everything is looking very good for the Chiefs right now. Um, I feel a little bit bad that, like, the Chargers, like, their demise always seems to be injuries, because, like, don't want to root for injuries, but, gosh, I don't, I don't know what it is with that team, or their medical staff, or whatever, but just, like, all their stuff there does not stay healthy. Yeah. 
Uh, so the Chiefs are sitting pretty right now. Alright, you want to head to another division? Um, sure. Uh, just do a stick in the AFC, AFC first? Yes, I do. Alright, um, let's just kind of like check in each division, see sure. how our picks are doing. Uh, let's start off with the AFC East. Yeah, um. I think the biggest surprise here is the Dolphins. Yes, it is. It's surprising. I don't know if I believe it yet. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm the same way. Um, I just, I don't know. They're good right now. I feel like their, their defense is, or their offense is very, hmm, feels like something they could be adjusted to. Yeah. I, hmm, I still don't believe in Tua. I'm sorry. And I know he's the protocol right now. It's probably not cool. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but like, I feel like he's, he might be this is Drew Burrow. That might be a compliment, but what I really mean to say here is he's playing the ball. And when you have Tyreek Hill and the ball, you can do that. Mm-hmm. But I just, I still see enough weird inconsistencies from his game to make me think they're going to be like a serious contender. And everyone is so on that team. They're so like, now they're going to push the Bills for the division. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. Obviously, in the last. I mean, I think the Bills have had down a week or two, but I still think they're going to win that division. I think the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. So. Yeah. Uh, everyone else is kind of impossible. Patriots. Patriots are bad. Yeah. Not not just like down here, Bill Belichick, you know, going to get a wild card instead of the division. They're bad. They're bad, and even if they had a starting quarterback, they'd be bad. And they're on QB3? Yeah. Uh, that's wrong. I, I'm telling you, like, it's, it's so interesting to see the Patriots living the life that everyone else lives most of the time. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh crap, we don't have a quarterback that's very good. Our team is very average to bad. We're not that talented and just kind of stuck in that, you know, purgatory forever. That's just kind of really living. So. I think it has to be even worse if you have tasted that greatness of having a, a dynasty, basically. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. AFC South. That's probably feisty, AFC South. Uh, this division is, it's very strange because for so long the Jag and the Texans were so bad, mm-hmm. and the Colts and the Titans were not great, but definitely good. And now it feels like the Colts, they're, I know we just lost to them, like, we go, yeah. they're bad. I think that, that proves it was, a, it was an anomaly on both sides. It was. Uh, they lost to the Titans, who also looked extremely bad. Titans, Titans look rough. I think the, the predictions we had with the Titans, like, it was a bad move to trade away AJ Brown. You cannot rely on any of us. That's definitely looking accurate. Yeah, AJ yeah. Brown, they're really missing him. They have some offensive linemen there now, too. I still think they're going to win the division, mm-hmm. which I know seems a bit crazy still right now. No, I mean, not unless the Jags really figure things out. But they, they're doing the lines. Yes. Yeah. They play hard. So I think at the end of the year, everyone will be like, oh, look, the Titans are still here. Yeah. And they made, they made that point in that division still. So. I think the Jags and Texans are just like chaotic neutral. Or they're, they're going to cause some, some problems with teams occasionally for no reason. That's kind of the, that's kind of the, the, the role of AFC South this year. It's just kind of, kind of get a little feisty occasionally. Kind of, yeah, they're like the, uh, I don't know, they're kind of like the NPC division. It's like, here, <laughs> I don't know, play these guys. They're blue, kind of. <laughs> All different shades of blue. <laughs> Mainly blue team in South. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, the I think the Jags are actually I think they're going to be an average team, which is way, way, way better than they've been in a long time. Yeah. So I think I think they'll end up being about five hundred. I think they've actually got a decent team. AFC North. 
Um, well, let's check it out first because you, you uh, laid down some pretty good money on the Bengals being frauds for the year. Yeah. You still have to get money on my deck. I wish I could find a way to deck against them. I guess oh, I just, there are multiple apps we love. Yeah, yeah, I know. I should like, I'm sure I can do that. But anyways, I don't, I don't get into the pool bit, so. No, but I do. Um, no, I just do, I just do it for the tanks. Do it for the little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I still think the Bengals have had two weeks where, like, they won because they played, like, a pretty crappy team slash two of them injured. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't think their problems have not weighed. No, that's right. Um, we'll see what, what their schedule looks like, but I, I still feel like pretty solid that my take is gonna come true for them. I think if the Steelers, I mean, if it were for the Patriots, we'd all be talking about the fall of the Steelers. Steelers are another bad team. Uh, for one, it's kind of like if you go into the season with Mitch Trubisky as your starting quarterback, I don't know what you expected to happen. There's you know? that. Um, they brought Pickett in, and maybe they'll they'll have a little bit of spark for him. I think. That we all kind of enjoy making fun of Big Ben so much that we just kind of put all the Steelers, you know, averageness and badness on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that was actually a little bit unfair because they still look pretty bad with him, if not worse somehow. So yeah, there, this is not, I think this might kind of be the year where my Tomlin dips under 500. Well, he leaves the Jets. So. Uh, it's hard to get worse than that. Yeah. It's hard to get worse. It's bad. Uh, Ravens. Looking pretty good. Yeah, they are. I, if I recall, someone in the beginning of the season had predicted that the Ravens would win that division and that Lamar Jackson would have a renaissance type season. That's exactly what's happening. That's uh, true so weeks. far. It's true so far. Uh, this feels like the closest we've come so far to Lamar figuring out how to throw. Like, he's looked actually pretty good. <laughs> finally learned, though. Yeah. We'll probably we'll forget in a week or that year four jump or whatever it is. Uh, I don't know how long he's been around. I, I honestly, you know what I think it is? He's just healthy. He's just had a healthy all With a player like, like that. I think that's, that's always been the road with the running quarterback. Oh, I know. It's true. It's true. Oh. Um, but yeah, whenever he's healthy and he's playing like, you know, good hero ball, it's going to be awesome. And when he's banged up and he's playing bad hero ball, it's going to be real bad. And they seem to have found some receivers out of nowhere. I and mean, it's probably guys they drafted highly over the last couple years, but like Devin Dubonet and uh, Rashad Bateman. I actually look like viable down for the cards. I made fun of them for trading away Hilton Brown, trying to just completely get rid of all their receivers. That was a good thing. But maybe, maybe there's still something there. Yeah. Uh, my one problem with the Ravens though, their defense is booty. Particularly their pass defense. It's real bad. Like, I think that's, that was to me, like, whenever the Dolphins played them, you could just pass all over them. Everyone still has it in their mind the Ravens. There's like five or so NFL teams that mm-hmm. always wanted to get great defense. The Bears, Steelers, the Patriots, Ravens, yeah, and Ravens. Patriots. Um, uh, it used to be the Giants, but that's not true anymore. Yeah, that's been bad for a while. Like you always, like you always think that the Steelers have great defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always think that the Ravens have great defense. Not so much this year. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I still think the Ravens. Is the Browns here? The Browns are just like. Uh, my life is too short to talk about swimming around. I don't, I don't care about them without Deshaun Watson. I'm gonna be less interested than with Deshaun Watson. We'll see. Yeah. Alright, NFC. Shall we start with the West here? Let's do. Um, are the, are the Rams are, they got thumbs last Yeah, they look, they look real bad. They look, they look, uh, they look, they look real hungover. Real hungover. 
I mean, they're, they might, like, still be drunk as we speak right now. And I think it would be not even begun yet. They might not have stopped drinking. No. This I mean, they, be, this might be the same vendor. They look like literally when they were doing the draft, so. <laughs> All these jokes aside, I think, I think the, um, this very was not like the Patriots mentality, like, this is a dynasty. I think it was like, that was an awesome year. We'll have another awesome yeah. year and then just kind of see where we go from there. Well, at, at the risk of talking about fantasy football, um, I'm now the Robinson owner, uh, and not, not a, not a happy one. I would like to ask you why you chose to subject yourself to that. Um, because you seem like a good receiver who's going from bad team to a good team. I don't know. Every, everybody said that Al Robinson was an amazing wide receiver. Yeah. Like, he's never had a good quarterback. Well, okay, but he played with, like, Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Better than him. I mean, it's true, but I was playing with Matt Stafford, and where, where's he at? So I don't where? know how much of that's necessarily in Robinson. I mean, I feel like Stafford's just kind of locked in on Cooper Cup. Which, I mean, if you're going to be locked on in on a guy, yes, but that's the guy. The lesson of the season is you cannot have one superstar receiver. He takes a village. But he eats breakfast with them. <laughs> They're friends. I believe that, actually. Yeah, I think the Rams are not quite the dominant team they were. I don't know if they were really a dominant team that won the Super Bowl. They low-key lost some guys. Like, one month. Oh, yeah. Or, I think, did they have seen anything? No. Probably. I don't know. There's a bit of a, a dream team going all in after the Rams that people kind of ignored because they still have Stafford. Um, I think they'll still, yeah, that said, still be good later on. That said, I'm still not sure the Niners are as good as they looked last night. Um, I I agree. The Niners, it feels like they just like cannot get away from this like stereotype of team where like their offense is like so creative and powerful. But they have like a quarterback that can like just barely get enough to get the job done. Yeah, like they're a uh, they're rich man's Titans. Yeah, that makes sense. Where it's like you you are limited by your quarterback. Well, I, th- I think Tannehill's better than Rob. And I hate when I say this. It's a little bit like Alex Smith. Yeah, where it's I mean, just like you've got a competent quarterback that is not going to get you where you want to go. I I think Alex Smith he reached some heights that Garoppolo has not yet, but. It's a similar situation. Uh, Alex Smith didn't play the Super Bowl. Well, I'm going to give all that credit to Jimmy Garoppolo for getting the Super Bowl. Uh, just, just saying. Anyway, um, um, the four minutes defense is really good. Plus, they're both up. Still a bunch. Yeah. Right. You know an interesting trend I've seen that I haven't really heard much about from the national media? All of the really good quarterbacks are in the AFC. Oh, that's not... That's not news, man. No, hold on. The flip side of the coin. All the really good defenses are in the NFC. The Chiefs. Well, yeah, the Chiefs. Chiefs defense is really good. But, like, 49ers defense, mm-hmm. really good. Saints defense, really good. Uh, the Cowboys defense, really good somehow. Um, my Bucks my defense, that's how. Despite what happened the other night, the Bucks defense are still really good. Yeah. So, all the, all the, like, really good defenses are in the NFC, all the really good quarterbacks in the AFC. That's an interesting you know, conference thing. Yeah. I still feel it comes down to um, Rams, Niners, that division. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Cardinals, Cardinals are hot. Cardinals are just going to get being fired. Yeah. Um, I, I think Kyler E. There's definitely a time that I really like his attitude as a quarterback. Um, he's a very talented player. Uh, I don't know, man. I think I, I just like his attitude as a quarterback all the time. 
Okay, that, that's fair. Um, but basically, like, the only thing that's keeping their like, season afloat is like Kevin Murray being their rival. That's about it. Well, that's what you're going on. And even then, it still looks real bad. Uh, the Seahawks are on board Geno Train. Which, okay. good luck, man. Slam into a mountain side of that. But I, I feel bad because I feel like they're kind of wasting some great receivers in the Metcalf market. What are you going to do? I feel like I saw some stack the other day that said that, like, Geno Smith was leading the league in, like, EPA per dropback. Which made me kind of feel like we just need to go ahead and reevaluate the whole concept of stats if that's the conclusion that we arrive at. I don't know what EPA is, and I don't have time. Uh, I think they protect the environment. Hmm. So, the polar bear print. Very green. Oh, these Seahawks. No, no. Yeah. Without less. <laughs> that low cost efficient Gino Smith, the quarterback. Yeah. It's like riding your bike to work every day. <laughs> low voltage like, option. Uh, I don't need a Patrick Mahomes. I'll just, I'll just take this Gino Smith here. That'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. <sighs> NFC South. Uh, so the Saints. Yes. Not looking as good as I thought they would. Mm-hmm. I still think their defense is really good, but their offense I really thought would take a step forward this year, but they've pretty definitively taken a step back. Um, I do have some excuses ready though. Yeah, I was gonna say, who do you blame more, James Winston or Lamar? I blame James Winston's back for breaking four different times. That's what I. That's what I blame. Just gonna just gonna put it all on that. And also, maybe Sean Payton was important for their offense. Maybe. So, that that take not looking quite as good as my Bengals take, but full on season. We'll see. Uh, what else? What else the Bucks, obviously. I, I think the Bucks are better than they played the other night. I think the Chiefs are awesome. Yeah. It's just pretty bad. As, uh, I want the Saints to win the division. I have a hard time saying they will at this point in the season, but you know mm-hmm. what? I'm not going to come off my take. Uh, the Panthers. Sure. Oh, so bad. The Falcons are bad. <coughs> um, again, it's a, a touch of fancy football. What is the point of Kyle Pitts? Uh, just to make you angry. He's supposed to be like the next thing at tight end. And he's been awful. Maybe that's Marcus Mariota. But usually, in my mind, I think of mediocre quarterback or rookie or backup, they're going to feed the tight end. Yeah, that's literally true. Has not happened. My my thoughts on tight end in fantasy football have always been Travis Kelsey or Joey Murray. And I think that's good trade. Uh, you can also input, like, either, usually George Kittle, not this year. Ah. Or Mark Andrews. See, he usually plays the problem. He's, that's he's true. He's that capital on you know, one of these you know, numbers 2 through you know, 10. And they're never, ever worth it. That's true. Kelsey, like, he's going to make the Hall of Fame based on just success and postseason success. But if you just wanted to say this person was the best in the position for like five years, that's definitely true. Yeah. But like ever since ever since Gronk started kind of go down a little bit. And, and you, you could longer you could argue longer than five years. You could you definitely could. Uh let's see. NFC North. Um this division is kind of boring. It is. Uh question to me is the Packers continue to suck long enough that they did not make playoffs. They did not win the division. Uh, I'm not sure it's true. I still kind of think they won the division. Yeah. Um, I think it's just going to look pretty ugly this year. Yeah. Like they're they're having a very hard time um, living life without Devontae Adams. 
I think their defense is still pretty good. Every running game, I think they'll be fine. Their only competition is like what the Vikings do. The Vikings, uh, the Lions are like the. They feel like their 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 natural fit is the AFC South. Like they're 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 one of those things. Hey, are they a good team? No, but they're icy. They're gonna make some noise. They're gonna yeah. make it hard to play. Yeah. The Lions, man, they just like they've got so much like karmic justice built up on their side for like all these terrible losses they keep taking that they should win probably. Yeah. Their defense is so so bad, but their offense is actually pretty good. See, that was not what I was expecting with Dan Campbell. I would expect like yeah. a like a crow magnum, like run the ball. Strong defense, and that's not the case. They have actually very well. Yeah. Now he was a tight end, so I guess that's true. There you go. Uh, the Bears may as well give up now. Yeah, Bears season's over, and the quarterback looks bad. Just mm-hmm. the field looks real bad. Um, I've had this take for a long time from the beginning that he would be good, but yeah, it's it looks real bad. Bears, I I don't know how Bears fans do. It's just it's just a wheel's sadness. Um, NFC East. Did you say Eagles? Yeah, but I, this one is so strange to me because I feel like I just totally missed training on like the Eagles being good. I mean, they they were like okay last year and then were terrible in the playoffs. So I just I, maybe I just kind of wrote them off because that playoff game was so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, them apparently being like really good and maybe like one of the best teams in the NFC is just like. I know it was kind of hyped up, but it felt to me like it just like the overhyped. But yeah, it, you know, three or four weeks, it looked pretty good. I haven't watched the game yet. I haven't either. I think the addition of AJ Brown was huge. Yeah, because they had a lot of struggles this year. A bunch of early picks like Jalen Rager and JJ Arcega Whiteside or whatever that did not work out. Uh, Monty Smith is good now. You got AJ Brown, so they got legit receiver form. Jalen Hurts, I haven't watched. So I don't know. He feels like he's about, like, it's like he's like plus two of Like, he's, he's a quarterback who seems to have kind of figured it out, but I'm not sure if he'll buy it yet, but Jalen Hurts always seems to play better than two of them. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've watched, like, so little Jalen Hurts. I'm not sure if I really know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I have, like, no opinions on the Eagles. I hear they're, like, a very well-rounded roster. They're just, like, good across the board. Cool. No, I mean, the division's totally up for grabs. So, yeah, well, I feel like the conference is up for grabs. Yeah. Like, the, the NFC, like, the top tier of the NFC looks bad right now. And so that's how you get, like, the Eagles looking at the best team in that division. Which, to be fair, they're the only undefeated team. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, the Cowboys have a good defense and a quarterback controversy. It's just Russians. Cowboys are, they're basically just a soap opera that, like, you know, has a part-time job as like an NFL team. It's been done Cowboys. Yeah, it feels it feels like it's a TV show that like the primary thing is being a TV show, not a football team. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Jerry Jones but, knows they're in the NFL. Apparently, so. it's just like I, I'm just like so. Explain like the best. I'm so done with the Cowboys. Um, the quarterbacks kind of their backup quarterbacks been decent for them. Yeah. Congrats. I don't think they're going to be very good. Uh, the Giants play in New York. Here go, they're terrible. But I do appreciate Saquon Barkley being awesome again. It's fun. Yeah, that's nice to see. I think, I think Brian Dable is actually a good coach though. Yeah, so far. Um, I don't think Daniel Jones, while hilarious, um, probably not a 
very good quarterback? Well, that's the question. Are they going to keep him beyond this year? I really hope so. Just because I want to keep him. He's kind of like, he's kind of um, uh, the other side of the coin of like James Winston. Like, he's like, not great, but very funny. I just kind of like hope he keeps playing. You like that kind of quarterback more than I did. Um, I like it from the comedic side. I wouldn't want him to go on my team, probably. The commanders <laughs> can probably go ahead and call it a season. Yeah, you know. Um, that, that's actually, it's, it's a lot like the Steelers with Mr. Trubisky. like, well, you signed up for this Carson Wentz. You know, you, you signed on the delivery, so this is really on you. I feel like everyone in the world could have seen, that's not going to go well. I, I don't know. That, that franchise is just like, yeah, they're so dumb. They're so dumb. It's just a dumb franchise. Why, why do you exist? Just go away. You know what, honestly? I, I keep hearing more and more smoke that uh, Dan Snyder is actually going to get expelled from the league. It's the only way. I, I think it might actually be for that. Then maybe finally that interesting team later. Yeah. Alright, that is around the NFL. Any other thoughts on the state of the league? Um, I've heard that like offense in general across the league is like down this year. Mm-hmm. I think that's a result of the two high shells become basically the standard defense. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of, in a weird way, I like it because it means that running the football is more important than it has been in the last decade or so. So, I'm always up for that. I think this has been like the, the logical conclusion of pushing the, the, the idea that you have to run this out past to like its breaking point. Where like basically NFL teams thumb their nose on that so hard that defense is completely rebuilt around stopping explosive pass plays. Mm-hmm. And now it is true once again, you must run the set fast. Yeah. Um, I think the only team, this, this is Seltzer, but I'll go for it. The only team that's adjusted properly to that is the Chiefs. Because they're the only team that still has the offensive production that they have in the past. Possible exception to the Bills? I'm not the Bills on the ball against the Chiefs. No, I don't think they did. Well, okay, caveat, traditional one plays, definitely not. But they have much more room for it. So, they, I mean, Josh Allen is like 55% of the run game. Mm-hmm. So, we got back up for him. It was like the Chiefs are once again ahead of the Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Through four weeks, I'd say the season is going better than I had anticipated the Chiefs. So, yeah. pretty excited about that. Also, yeah, if you just if you just said, hey, we're going to play these four teams, we're going to be 3 1, you'd be like, great. Yeah. That means we beat either, either the Chargers or the Bucks. That's awesome. Yes. Also, I was kind of peeking at our schedule coming up. I can pull it up here right quick. Just give me a moment, people. Um, we play the Raiders, and then we have um, a few different, a few difficult games against the Bills and the 49ers. And it gets a little bit easier against the Titans and the Jags. Um, and then, like, a few more difficult games. Basically, the, my main point I was trying to make was, like, the last five games of the season, you never know how things work out, but this is pretty easy. Yeah. We got Broncos, Texans, Seahawks, Broncos, Raiders. I mean, that it feels like if you can get to December with like a very good record, we're gonna be like sitting just just dandy, just mm-hmm. fine, sitting dandy. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, is this like the most balanced Chiefs team we've ever seen? Like with Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes era. Definitely. I don't think that's even a question. It's great to see the the, the offense seems 
if not as good as it's ever been, it seemed like in the 90 to 95% as good as it's ever been, and the defense is as good as it's ever been. Almost no question. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, I, this is like, this is such a more pleasant experience than last year, where like, defense was so bad, or offense was so weird, and turnovers, and just like, every week was just like, I don't know, last season was like, for the record we had, it was such an excruciating season. I wonder if we, if we are making the adjustments earlier because we felt the pain earlier. I think so. We, we got hit with that like two high shell defense way earlier than everyone else did. Yeah. It's true. And so I think we like made the adjustments quicker than most teams. Uh, and it's, it looks like it's worked for four weeks. Hopefully we'll continue. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna personally meet our beat Raiders on mm-hmm. Monday. Yes. Until then, any party box down in the Chiefs first game. Um, no, no, I'm good. I'm gonna try to find, I'm gonna try to find a Matthew Wright jersey for the game. How pretty! And then Harrison Buck might be active and all of Winston. Yeah, you can probably get some real cheap ones, uh, with the Jags. They just repurposed by Jeremy Yeah. Awesome. Alright. Go Chiefs! Go Chiefs! Thanks for listening to another episode of Chiefs Bros. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Chiefs Bros. We'll talk to you later.